Our reading this morning uh, includes our memory verse for this year, so do look out for it. Uh, I'm reading from the book of Joshua and the first chapter and the first 11 verses. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give them every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. So Joshua ordered the officers of the people, Go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. We give thanks to the Lord for his word. Amen. Well, the first thing I need to say is, is Happy New Year to you all. And uh, I wonder, at the beginning of the new year, whether do, do people still make resolutions? Do people still do that, make New Year's resolutions? Anybody made a, a New Year resolution? No. Or oh, not one that you're going to admit to. I've, I've made a, a New Year resolution for 2016. I'm, I'm going to stop making lists. That's number one. Uh, B, I'm going to be more consistent. It's a bit of a slow burn in that one. And uh, number seven, I'm going to learn to count. (laughs) 
And if it was if it was number eight, it would probably be something about learning to spell as well. But but there we go. But it is a, a new year is an is an opportunity. It's a new beginning. Uh, the old has gone and the new has come. And in our verse for the year that we're going to focus on this morning, um, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And I think this is going to be the secret of our success. Is anybody hoping for a successful new year? Anybody hoping that it'll be successful? Yeah? Uh, anybody hoping that the, the new year will be prosperous? Um, yeah? Yeah? Well, in this passage, we do learn uh, the secrets of the possibility for that success. In, in fact, in, in verse 8, the verse before our text for the year... Uh, God says, then you'll be prosperous and successful. So there is a, a clue here to being prosperous and successful. But I would say, state right at the beginning, when, when, when the Bible talks about being prosperous and successful, it's not talking about being prosperous and successful in worldly terms. Some of you may have heard of the prosperity gospel uh, that would pounce on a verse like this and say, here, look, if we want to be successful and rich and, and get all the good things, uh, this is what we've got to do. The, the Bible, nowhere in, in, in the Bible does God says, say that this is how you're going to become rich and this is how you're going to become successful in this world. But the Bible does tell us how we can be prosperous and successful in the things of God and the things in which God wants us to be doing. So there is a secret to the success, and we're going to explore that this morning. Through this verse in Joshua 1.9, which starts by saying, Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. God repeats this command to be strong and courageous three times in those short 11 verses. I wonder, why does God do that? Is it because he thinks Joshua's a little bit dense and he's not going to get the message unless it's repeated several times? Uh, or is it because perhaps Joshua is not feeling very strong and courageous? And God needs to say to him again and again, be strong and courageous. I don't think this... Commandment. It's interesting that, it, that God says, have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? This isn't about some kind of triumphantalism, if that's even a word, about kind of being macho and, and, and strong. And do, do you remember, in was it, was it in the 70s or 80s when they, they had the kind of march for Jesus and people marching around towns and singing songs and, and you know, the feeling really kind of, come on, we're, we're going to take the land and, 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 and kind of, I think God is actually saying, you're going to need to be strong and courageous for what I've got in store for you. You're going to need to be strong and courageous. And so he repeats it three times. He says in verse 6, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. 
Be strong and courageous because you're going to lead these people. And you can imagine a Joshua thinking, who? Me? Just as his predecessor, Moses, Moses had kind of said, I'm not, I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm, I'm not the man for the job. Uh, God calls us to, to jobs very often that seem beyond us. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land. The second time he mentions it, he says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. God doesn't just say be strong and courageous. He gives reasons why Joshua should be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous because the task that I've got for you to lead the people to inherit the land, you'll need to be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous and here's my word that you're going to build upon. And then thirdly, the verse that comes in our text, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. So God repeats this command three times, to be strong and courageous. And as as I was looking at this text, I have to admit, and, and maybe I'm speaking on behalf of you, there are many times when I, I don't feel particularly strong and courageous. Many times. Somebody said to me, um, a few weeks ago, do you, do, you, do you ever get nervous stood at the, the front? Uh, do you ever get scared? And I said, well, yeah, to be honest, there are times when I, when I, am, I, when I am scared and, and when I am nervous. It, it's, it's, it's part, of, it's, it's, it's part of, of life, isn't it? There, there are things that we have to do uh, that maybe we would rather not do, maybe that we are fearful of. And this message to be strong and courageous is one that maybe we need to hear. Joshua knew God's purpose. Be strong and courageous because you will lead the people. He knew what God wanted him to do. God had called him to lead Israel into the promised land. Leading Israel into the promised land was not going to be an easy task. Israel had been heading for the promised land for quite a long time. The promise had come right back in, in, in Genesis. The promise had been given to Abraham about this land full of milk and honey that the people would one day inherit. Joshua, to put the, uh, the story in context, is taking over from the great leader Moses. Moses had been leading the people for a long time. Moses was the greatest leader that Israel ever knew. Moses had led the people out of Egypt. He'd done all these amazing miracles. He'd received the Ten Commandments on the mountain of Sinai. Moses was a great leader. And it's always difficult, isn't it, when you have to follow somebody that's been fantastic, that you've had to be, follow someone that's done a really uh, good job. It's difficult, isn't it, following um, great leaders. I think Ian was there before me because Ian recognises great leaders. He knows a great leader when he sees one. And uh, we've seen this played out in the football world. In case you don't know, that is uh, Sir Alex Ferguson who, who left Manchester United only only two or three years ago and uh, several people have tried to, to follow um, and stand in his shoes. 
and have had difficulties and frustrations. Because everyone will say, oh, you're just not as good as the guy that went before you. You're just not as good. And this was the, the mantle that was being handed to Joshua. And Joshua was going to have to try and fill some very, very big shoes. But he knew God's purposes. And he hears God saying to him, be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Our friend Rick Warren says a clear purpose not only defines what we do, it defines what we don't do. Having a clear purpose defines what we do and also what we don't do. So being strong and courageous. I don't know whether you've ever been uh, courageous or whether you've ever Being strong and courageous doesn't mean that we have to be ridiculous. It doesn't mean that we have to try things that are dangerous. But it does mean that we might face situations where, if we're in God's purposes, we're going to need to be strong and courageous. Even if we don't feel like it. Even if we feel the opposite of that. Going back to Sir Alex Ferguson, in his book, Leading, which somebody uh, bought me for Christmas, he says, my job was to make everybody understand that the impossible was possible. And that's the difference between leadership and management. Making the impossible possible. Well, Joshua was given an impossible task to lead the people into the promised land. Moses, that fantastic great leader, had been successful in so many ways, but for the last 40 years, he'd been wandering around the desert trying to lead the people into the promised land. Now, if Moses hadn't been successful in leading the people into the promised land, what chance did Joshua stand? And maybe that's what Joshua was thinking when he hears these words from God, be strong and courageous. Be strong and very courageous. Be strong and courageous. I don't know how you feel at the beginning of this new year. Maybe you have a a clear purpose. Maybe you know exactly what it is that you want to do this year. Or maybe you know you don't know. Maybe you, you have things that you think are impossible to achieve this year. Maybe we just need to hear God saying to us, be strong and courageous. And then the the verse goes on to say, do not be terrified, do not be discouraged. It may seem a, a bit strange that one moment God's saying, be strong and courageous, and the next moment he's saying, don't be terrified, don't be discouraged. I wonder why God would have to say to Joshua, Don't be terrified. Don't be discouraged. Could it be that that, at that moment, this is reveals just how Joshua was feeling? Terrified about the task in front of him. 
and discouraged because the Israelites, well, they were a kind of moaning, grumbling group of people that left to their own devices, they'd wander off in the wrong decision. You know, you'd give them a text and the next minute they were wandering off, you know. We saw a bit of an example of that with uh, some of the children, didn't we? Wandering off is a great picture of the people of Israel, very off, wandering off in the wrong direction, doing the wrong things. And Joshua had been given the mantle of leading this bunch of people into the promised land. And to get into the promised land, they were going to have to fight some battles. And pray maybe Joshua looked at the people and thought, I'm not sure that we can, uh, we, we, we can win these battles with this group of people. So maybe he was feeling um, terrified and discouraged. He had good reasons to be afraid and good reasons to be discouraged. And we shouldn't knock that. Because at the beginning of any new year, we probably also have things that we are fearful of. What's the year going to bring? We don't know. How are we going to cope? How are we going to, to manage? Maybe there are things looming before you this year that, that make you fearful. That you're not sure how it's going to work out. You're not sure how you're going to be able to cope. Joshua had good reason to be afraid and discouraged, and maybe some of us do as well. The phrase, do not be afraid, is written in the Bible 365 times. That's a daily reminder from God to live every day being fearless. But the, the reality is that we do fear even when the Bible tells us so many times not to be afraid. It's a kind of a natural response when we face difficult situations to be afraid. It comes naturally to us. But Joshua not only knew God's purposes, he knew God's promises. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let the book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. God reminds Joshua of the importance of the book of the law. Of God's word. And that's why we are continually encouraging people to take God's word seriously. That's why we want people to learn uh, verses of scripture so that we can meditate it on, on it day and night, that we can hold it with us, we can carry that card around with us, we can memorize it, and we can bring it to mind at a point where we feel frightened, at a point where we don't feel up to the task, at a point where we feel like maybe even giving up, if we've got that verse in our pocket, in, in our memory, we can just bring it to, uh, to, to our mind and remind ourselves as what God has said to us. To be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. These are some of the promises that we read in these first few verses. I will give you the land, the Lord says to Joshua. I will give you the land. No one will be able to stand against you. I will be with you. 
you will lead these people to inherit the land. Promises that hopefully would give Joshua the strength and the courage that he needed to do the task before him. Joshua knew God's purposes and he knew God's promises. Philip Yancey says, I have learned that faith means trusting in advance what will only make sense in reverse. As Joshua sets out to the promised land, he has these promises of God, but they're not yet fulfilled. And he's not the first person to receive these promises. Moses had received the promise. Abraham had received the promise. And they hadn't made it to the promised land. Joshua had good reason to, to doubt what God was saying, to be frightened of the task and to be discouraged by the leadership that he was inheriting. But he knew that God had made these promises. Do not be terrified and do not be discouraged. I wonder, at the beginning of this year, if we made a list We've not given up making lists. What are the things that frighten us? What are the things that discourage us? And can we hand them over to God? You see, the God actually names the fear and discouragement. Sometimes just naming these things. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm frightened about this situation. I'm not sure about how it's going to work. Sometimes just naming it and sharing it. It uh, doesn't change the fact that we've got to face the situation, but it means that we've actually voiced something. We've been honest. And there's an honesty here in this passage that although Joshua's going to need to be strong and courageous, the task that faces him is quite terrifying. And the, the situation that he finds himself in could be very discouraging. Alan Redpath, speaking about this passage, says, The world speaks of the survival of the fittest, but God gives power to the faint, and he gives might to those who have no strength. Joshua, in the promises and the purposes that he's given, he isn't being asked to do this in his own strength and by his own power. In fact, there seems to be a recognition here that he's not going to be able to do it in his own strength and he's not going to be able to do it in his own power and he's not even going to be able to do it with all the other people that God has given him. Something else is needed. Something else is needed. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. And then the third part of the verse, and this is the key. The key to being strong and courageous, the key to being not terrified, and not discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Joshua knew God's presence with him. Doesn't alter the fact that Joshua is going to face some very difficult situations. Doesn't alter the fact that the task that he's being given seems almost impossible. But there is that promise that God is with him. 
It's a prayer I came across. Dear God, so far today I've done all the right, I've done all right. I haven't gossiped, I haven't lost my temper, I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, or overindulgent. I'm very thankful for that, but in a few minutes, God, I'm going to have to get out of bed. And from then on, I'm probably going to need a lot more help. Amen. Not a bad prayer to pray in the morning. Not a bad prayer to pray. We're going to need help. If we're going to face this new year with strength and courage, we're going to need some help. Joshua knew where that help was going to come from. Joshua knew God's presence. Jesus, in the Gospel of Matthew, right at the end as he's leaving the disciples, says something very similar, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This promise that God is with us is again a promise that is repeated time and time again. The message of Christmas that we've just celebrated is a message of Emmanuel, God is with us. And we saw that in a very uh, played out for us in the nativity, the fact that God comes to be with us. And God remains with us now through his Holy Spirit. And so whatever situations we're facing this year, whatever situations are put before us, we can find the strength and courage when we know that God is with us. And that's the promise in in the Bible. It's, It's a shame that God doesn't promise us to remove all the problems from our lives. It would be great if he did. It would be great if God promised us nothing but prosperity and success, but that isn't what God promises. But God does promise that he will be with us in every situation that we face. And so this year, when you face those situations, there may be situations that you know are looming, or there may be situations that take you by surprise. Have this text near to hand. Have this text near to heart. And remind yourself, as God reminded Joshua, be strong and courageous, Joshua. Be very strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. John Orberg, in his book, God is Closer Than You Think, says the story of the Bible isn't primarily about the desire of people to be with God. It's the desire of God to be with people. This is the story of the Bible that is repeated again and again and again that God is with us. Uh, Sometimes it feels as if God has deserted us. Sometimes it feels as if God has abandoned us. But the promise of the Bible is that God is with us. Joshua knew God's presence. He knew that God was with him. And that is what was going to sustain Joshua. And that is what was going to enable Joshua to lead the people into the promised land. So, new beginnings. And the strap line to our verse for the year, God is with you no matter what life brings. And just remember that. If you remember nothing else from this morning, remember that, that God is with you, no matter what life brings, that God promises his presence with you.